Welcome to the City of Heroes podcast, a resource for the casual Heroes gamer. My name is Chooch, and I'm here to explain basic and intermediate features of COH, as well as giving tips and answering your questions about this great MMO. Welcome to another episode of the City of Hero Podcast. Today we've got a couple of quick news items and then we'll get into the main topic. First up is there's been a video posted that shows some of the new powers that are coming up in issue 11, A Stitch in Time. Floyd Castle Grubb, who's part of the development team and the powers designer, narrates a trailer spotlighting the all-new power sets introduced in issue 11. The video also briefly touches on issue 11's weapon customization features. You can download it at tinyurl.com slash qtbqo. Of course, I'll have a link in the show notes. In superhero-related news, the long-anticipated for some Wonder Woman movie has been announced it's on indefinite hold. Joel Silver has announced the hold due to a myriad of reasons. First, Joss Whedon, who created, of course, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Serenity, or Firefly, left the production early on due to creative differences with Joel Silver. They never did find an actress that they felt could carry the role to the fans' expectations. And DC Comics is pressing really hard on their new Justice League of America movie, which, of course, Wonder Woman is a part of. They recently announced the Wonder Woman for the Justice League of America, and, well, she's thin and she's blonde and has nothing going up top. I don't know what they're thinking. Maybe once you get the wig on and everything, it'll be great, but I don't know. I thought that uh, Marina Baccarin from Firefly, she played Inara, I thought she would have made a perfect Wonder Woman, throw in some blue contact lenses, and she's good to go. But anyways, now the Writers Guild of America strike is just a few days away, so all of these reasons are what Joel Silver said is, uh, is why they're taking a step back. They're going to wait and see what happens with the Justice League movie, and they may pick up Wonder Woman production, depending on how that goes. Told you it was short. There's all the quickie news items. Going to play a quick promo for a new podcast novel that has to do with superheroes called Playing for Keeps. The novel's created by Mer Lafferty, who has two current podcasts, I Should Be Writing, which is for beginning writers, or aspiring writers at least, and Geek Fu Action Grip Morning Show. Murr has been frequently published in the role-playing world as a freelance writer, and this is her first novel, which a lot of us have been really looking forward to. In a world where evil supervillains run amok and corrupt superheroes care more about their hair than justice, one woman is caught in a web of manipulation. Keepsy Branson just wants to run her bar. She doesn't want to think about her old dreams of being a superhero or her tired ambitions to save the world. But the facts remain that Keepsy and her friends have powers too, and they will soon be needed as Seventh City falls into chaos. And no one knows who are the good guys and who are the bad. Playing for Keeps is a free audiobook from Mer Lafferty. Available at playingforkeepsnovel.com. Put on my pajamas and go fight crime now. 
topic for today are players' roles on a team. There are certain roles that make for a balanced team that can most efficiently defeat bad guys in clear missions. In some games, the roles for a certain class or archetype can be difficult to discern. Luckily, City of Heroes makes it easy. From the get-go, Cryptic named most archetypes according to what the role would be. Some of the archetypes can fill multiple roles depending on their build. First, I think we should hit a couple terms that were not gone over in the last episode, or we'll at least reinforce them here, in alphabetical order. So, one that we're going to talk about is Add. Add is an additional mob or monster or bad guy. Could be a patrol, could be an ambush, could be somebody aggroed to the group. But it's basically an ad is a bad guy that is not what you intentionally were attacking, but they kind of come into the into the fray, so to speak. The term aggro is short for aggression. It's usually used as a verb, as in a mob aggroed you. AOE is area of effect. This is a power that affects multiple targets in a defined area. Something that's associated with AoE is a PB AoE, or point-blank AoE. Another term might be melee AoE. It affects mobs that are near your character. These are frequently toggle powers, like uh, mud pots for a tanker or a lightning field for a blaster. Build is a term we use a lot, and it's simply how your character is set up, the combination of your character's powers and their enhancement slots. Herd or herding is a technique where you bunch up multiple mobs into a tight group so you can take them down quickly. Typically, it's performed by a tanker where they will go uh, really piss off a bunch of bad guys and pull them around a corner and then they bunch up real tight and then uh, everybody can do their stuff on them. Immobilize is a type of hold. Immobilize will stop a mob's movement, but it still allows them to attack. Line of sight simply means standing in plain view of the bad guys. To be out of line of sight, you should be behind an object, a corner, or be invisible. Melee is the term for combat that's really up close. You must be in touch range to perform a melee attack. Nova is a devastating attack that is area of effect and usually drains the caster's endurance. It's named after the energy blaster power Nova, but it's used as a generic term for all of the final offensive powers that every character gets at level 32. Sleep, or mez, short for mesmerize, is a type of hold that generally lasts a long time, but it's broken very easily. It's a very fragile hold. Whenever a mob takes any kind of damage, they'll wake up. A snare is another type of hold that has a slowing effect, but it does not stop a mob or prevent them from using their powers. Stun is a type of hold that is generally short-lasting, but leaves the victim totally motionless and unable to attack or use any other powers. It cannot be broken when they take damage. Squishy is a term used for a tune that has very little armor. Uh, blasters, defenders, controllers. They're squishy because they don't have any armor and uh, they don't have very many health points, so they can be taken down very easily. So with those terms in mind, let's go on to the roles. One role within a group is a tank, also known as a meat shield. A tank keeps all of the bad guys focused on them. They want to aggro all of the bad guys, and since they have high armor values, and since they have a high number of hit points, they want to keep everybody focused on them so that everybody else can beat them up without taking damage. As you can imagine, a tanker makes a perfect tank, 
A Scrapper can make a decent tank, as can a Peacebringer once they've achieved level 20 and they have their White Dwarf power, or a Warshade that has reached level 20 and has their Black Dwarf power. Similar to a tank is an off-tank. An off-tank will take the straggling mobs that go after the squishies. Scrappers make great off-tanks, as can Peacebringers and Warshades. Of course, another tanker can be a good off-tank, too. Healer is the person who keeps everybody healthy. Their primary is obviously healing, so the primary is the empathy pools with defenders and controllers. Some consider a mind controller with the medicine pool to be a decent healer as well. Those bubbles can really, really deflect a lot of attacks from the bad guys. So since you're not getting hit, and then since they have medicine pools so they can heal what little does get hit, they can work pretty well. Crowd control is the act of keeping any ads at bay. So as the group is focusing on a certain set of foes, when there's some guys in the background that look like they might aggro, or maybe they do aggro, the crowd control is going to keep them back and keep them from attacking everybody so that you can take them when you're ready. That controls the battle and makes the healer's job easier when there's less chaos going on. Uh, as you can imagine, the controller is the primary crowd control, and some of the secondary blaster powers can do decent crowd control. Next up is DPS. DPS stands for damage per second. The DPSers do the maximum amount of damage as quickly as possible. This works great with hurting. Blasters, scrappers, peacebringers that are level 5 with their white nova or who have specced with incandescent strike and buildup, and warshades that have reached level 5 can also do decent DPS. Another role generally used on, on larger teams is the targeter. A targeter calls, or simply targets, in the preferred order to take down the bad guys. Generally, this is an off-tank or a debuffer, but it could be anybody. It's dangerous to have the tanker be the targeter, as they generally randomly cycle through targets to keep aggro on themselves. It is also dangerous to make the crowd controller the targeter, because they may use sleeper mez holds that will be broken if you attack their target. There are a couple of different theories on order of targets. Some people feel that you should target the biggest, baddest foe in the group and concentrate all of your firepower on them to take them down as quickly as possible. The thinking is that they have the most powerful attacks and other powers like holds. Some feel that it's more effective to target minions since they go down faster and their combined smaller attacks add up to a larger threat than the biggest bosses. For me, like a lot of things, it wholly depends on the makeup of your team and the bad guys you're encountering. If you have a good tanker, then it usually works best for them to keep the big boss aggro on themselves while everybody takes down the smaller foes. An exception to this are when you're encountering foes who drain endurance, such as the Malta Sappers. When those sappers hit the tank, they may untoggle his armors and he'll quickly fall. Finally, but far from least, is a buffer or debuffer. Buffs increase the ability of your team, and debuffs decrease the ability of your enemies. Controllers and defenders have excellent buffing and debuffing powers. Some of these buffs could be to increase your accuracy, decrease the bad guy's accuracy, increase your armor, make the enemies more vulnerable to attacks. The list goes on and on. It's now on to basic strategy. There are three primary teaming strategies that I see used. Your group strategy will change a bit depending on the archetypes and playstyles of the team members. First up is herding. Yeah, like cows. 
If your team has a tanker, they will likely want to use some form of herding. They will announce a certain place that they're going to bring the bad guys to, usually around a blind corner. This is because ranged foes will not follow the tanker, but merely stand out of range and attack them. Once the tanker goes around a blind corner, it forces those ranged foes to go and find them. The team should stand behind the point that the tanker indicates that they are hurting to. This is important. Do not stand in between the tanker's path of travel and their final hurting position. The bad guys will take pot shots at you on their way to the tanker, or even worse, they might stop and aggro to you. The tanker will head out and aggro as many bad guys as he can handle. He will use a taunt attack or other attacks and get close to them with toggle AoEs and then run back to the point that was indicated. At this point, the healer is the only one that should step out from the indicated spot, but only if the tanker needs a heal on his way back. The baddies will trail behind him, some taking longer than others, and even if they seem to hesitate, most will come. Once in his final spot, the tanker will hit another taunt or AoE attack and then give an F7 or ready message. At this point, everybody's free to start pouring on damage, as the tanker's reasonably sure that she'll be able to hold on to the aggro. Crowd control should look back around the corner and see if there are any stragglers or ads making their way, and hold them. Everybody else should click on the targeter and unload everything they've got. If any baddies leave the tank and go towards a squishy, usually a blaster, then the off-tank will focus on them and get the aggro back. If the healer isn't really needing to do much healing, then they can get in some of their own attacks or perform buffs and debuffs. Another variation of herding is where a tanker will charge into the middle of a group, get them really upset and, and focused on him, and then give the ready sign for the group to come in and start attacking. As with all group maneuvers, communication is the key. The tanker should be telling you ahead of time if they're going to pull to a certain point or if they're going to go and aggro a group. Another common strategy is the pull. Pulls are used when there is either no tanker, the mob is too large to take all at once, or there is no suitable place to herd to. A pull is usually performed by a blaster or defender as they are the most likely to have a snipe attack. For a good pull, you want to be as far away from the mob as possible and use the least damaging attack. Less damaging attacks are less likely to cause the baddie to call for help to others around him. Additionally, the entire group, except for the puller, should be out of line of sight. This could be behind an object, a corner, or be made invisible. When choosing which foe to pull, the puller wants to target a minion that is furthest away from a boss. Pulling bosses or lieutenants have a much higher chance of bringing the entire group to you, rather than just a couple. Once the puller has hit their attack, they should immediately get out of line of sight with the rest of the group. As the mob draws close, either the tank should grab immediate aggro, or the crowd control should hold them and everybody pound on them until they're gone. Rinse, repeat until the room is clear, or the mob has small enough numbers that you can herd. The final tactic is many people's favorite, chaos. This is just how it sounds. The mob has a few enough baddies that it's a waste of time to herd or pull, so once enough of the group says ready, you all charge in and do what you do best. For good balanced groups or clearing stale missions, this is often the quickest strategy. One final tactic is the fast forward. Many missions have a simple, single objective, either clicking on a certain item, usually referred to as a glowy, or defeating a certain named boss. To fast forward, the group will wait at the entrance to the mission. A character that has invisibility or really good stealth and recall friend will scout around the map, 
to find the objective. In the case of a glowing, many times they can click it and the mission's over. This usually requires superior invisibility, since other forms of invis or stealth will make you visible when you start clicking and you're likely to be interrupted. If you cannot stealth click, or the objective is to defeat a named baddie, then the scout will find a safe place out of line of sight as close to the objective as possible and teleport the team there. This is most common on timed missions, but very effective on other mission types. Those are the most basic grouping strategies. If you have questions or know of other effective strategies, go ahead and send them to cohpodcast at gmail.com. I'd be happy to include them in a future podcast. This week, we received one email with a question from LeBeau Girl. Email starts out, Hi, just started to listen to your podcast, and it's really cool. Can't wait till you get to some tricks that I haven't heard about. Just got into the online roleplay scene with City of Heroes in January of 07, and I love it. I too play mostly on Champion Server, rolling around with my team tight. But my question is this. I've been trying for some time to find a set of wings for one of my characters, specifically a set of fairy wings. What I want to know is about what level missions, or specifically what missions, might I have a chance of getting the recipe. Right now, the highest character I have is my level 25 Teen Titan. I hope you might be able to help. Thanks, and keep up the good work. Thanks for listening, LeBoker. I'm glad you're enjoying the podcast. I wish I had a better answer on the wings, but as far as I know, the costume recipe drops are completely random, so there isn't a specific type of mission or bad guy to look for. There are a few things to focus on, however. You only get a costume drop from minions, so lots of people strictly street hunt in slightly lower zones focusing on those. You have to get XP for defeating the bad guy, or else you don't get any drops. So that means there are no drops from greys. You can't run into the sewers and slaughter everything for a whole bunch of drops. For best results, hunt minions that are a level or two below you, so they'll con blue or green. I have heard that you get recipes more frequently on the streets, rather than missions, but I'm not sure if this is true. I think, perhaps, it was true at the beginning, but it was unintentional and something has been patched. I've always had horrible costume karma. I've only ever gotten two costume recipes, tech wings and bone wings. Some people get two a day, and I've only ever gotten two since they were released. So the wings that I've gotten on my tunes are either vet rewards or ones that I've purchased. Many people spend their time buying and selling at Wentworth's, the consignment house, rather than hunting for drops. All of the wing and salvage prices have dropped considerably since this feature was released. So if you're lucky, you can pick up some fairy wings for about 400k. Good luck on your quest and let me know when you get them. If you have a question that you'd like answered, or if you have additional information that I didn't cover, go ahead and send it to cohpodcast at gmail.com and I'll be sure to get it in the next episode. This podcast and the Oxfoot.com website are not in any way affiliated with NCSoft, Cryptic Studios, or City of Heroes. 
All views expressed are solely of the host and his guests. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike License, which is explained in detail at Oxford.com. Good hunting, heroes.